You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things related to deer hunting below the Mason-Dixon line. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and I hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to, I don't even remember what episode this is. <laughs> we've done so many. We've done, we've done it, you know, under 10, but more than five. So <laughs> that's kind of where I, where I stop remembering things. Um, but man, it's been such a good week. I've been looking forward to, to recording this for like, like three days. I've been looking forward to talking to you, man. A lot has happened oh since, my since we've been here last. A ton has happened. So much, man. <laughs> I was, I was waiting on you. I was waiting on you. <laughs> so much that a, we can't... A, a, a lot's happened to you, Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Parker, you a lot you've had a lot of stuff happen. No, man, it's been a really it's been a really cool week. Um really the past what, two weeks, I got to do something which I never thought possible, you know, three months ago when before we started this podcast, I got to do something that I never thought would be possible. And that is talk in person in a hotel room with the guys from the hunting public. Yeah, man, that's so cool. I'm jealous, dude. I, I love watching those guys stuff. They uh they know what they're doing, man. They're good. They're just good hunters. And, and they seem like just cool down to earth guys. Hey, they are. They really are. Like it was one of those things where I sent them a Facebook message and my wife was out of town with my daughter, which made this possible. So thank you so much, Hallie. As much <laughs> as I hated you being gone, this actually was a good thing. So she was out of town with my daughter in Florida. And so I was just bachelor, man. Like it was, I was just sitting at home by myself a lot. Yeah. And I saw that they, they that the hunting public guys were down in Alabama hunting turkeys on the turkey tour. And so I just sent them a message and said, Hey, this is what I do. This is the podcast. Would you guys want to record at some point? And they said, Sure. And so we went the next day. Me and my friend Michael Pike went, and uh, you'll get to hear from Michael because he got to record with us on the podcast. Um, so we went. And we decided just to hunt turkeys. <laughs> like, we just decided. Why not, man? You're there anyway. Yeah. Might as well. Um, so we did that. And, dude, these guys, they just stayed and hung out. They're, I'm telling you, if you're a, a listener or watcher of the hunting public, you can rest easy knowing that these guys are just as legit in real life. They really are. Really, truly are. I think that was the first thing I asked you. Was like, are, are they as cool as I think they are? Like from watching their YouTube channel, because they they just seem like cool guys that I'd love to hunt with for sure. You know, and you're like, dude, yeah, they're 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 the real deal, without a doubt. And they're actually, um, so do you ever have those friends, Blake? That I, I hope I'm one of these friends. Actually, do you ever have these friends that you don't mind telling every single one of your spots to? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, you. 
You like, are definitely one of those people. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. You are one of those people for me as well. <laughs> and really probably because I know you probably won't go hunt it just because you're super respectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's um, true. <laughs> but I was telling them about my turkey spots, which is kind of like top secret. Yeah, you, yeah. Got, you I think you have a little honey hole yeah, in a certain I, place. I do. But I was telling them, I was like, guys, if y'all would have come two weeks later, we'd have just gone. Because they, at that point... They had killed one bird that day, which you're going to hear about in the in the podcast in this episode. But so we won't give too much away. I want I want them to tell you about it. This is really really cool. But it's also been a, a big week because turkey season has officially opened in the county that I hunt. That's right. It's open. It they're, is. They're gobbling. It is open, and I have killed a turkey. Man, I I, I can't believe it. Open in morning too. Right. Open in morning. Yeah. Barely. It was almost open in afternoon. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, dude, I love that you stayed out, though. Persevered. I couldn't not. So just a little bit of a backstory. So a lot of our listeners know that I'm a worship pastor at a church. Well, as a worship pastor of a church, this past weekend was a big weekend. It's like the Super Bowl weekend. I was about to say Super Bowl weekend for church. It's Easter weekend, and uh, we had five services at, at the church that I work at at Daystar. And the church that you attend. Mm -hmm. We had five services. We had one on Friday night. We had one on Saturday night and three on Sunday morning. And then we had like a rehearsal on on Wednesday. So it was a big, big packed weekend for me. But man, I just couldn't pass up that Saturday morning, dude. I had done one service and I had another service that night. And it was a crazy story. You mind if I tell the story real quick? No, I can't wait to hear it. I'll try to make this super fast because we have a, a really good episode this week. But I, so I paddled in. I used my kayak, like a lot of our listeners probably know that I, I hunt that way. And I never, I've never turkey hunted like this. And so I got in there, and it was kind of slow, honestly, right at daylight. I, I wasn't hearing much. Eventually, I got on one that was goblin, which was really, really cool to be on public land. Um, get on a bird with a gun in your hand like That's that was gotta feel good. Man. It felt great. Problem was, is that I was up on a ridge and he was down. So imagine being up on top of a of a ridge, goes straight down into a creek bottom, that goes straight back up into the, onto the opposite ridge and then back over. That's where that turkey was at, mm. and it it was a steep climb. Yeah, and. So I think that was probably about 7.30 or so in the morning, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit earlier than that. And But I was going to chase him. I could not. I had to go after him. So I got up there, and I just went to the other, to the basically the opposing ridge from the one I was on. And I got up there and started calling, and he was hammering, 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 hammering. Well, then all of a sudden, I look up, and there's a freaking hen in the tree that I'm no leaned way, up man. against. Like, to the point where I can't even move. Like, I couldn't get the camera rolling on her. I couldn't do anything. And she was just chilling there. And she wouldn't talk. She wouldn't cluck or anything. She wouldn't do anything. Um, so I had my I had my mouth call in. I think, I think I had my mouth call in. And so I was just kind of talking to her a little bit. And she wouldn't say a word. But that freaking gobbler behind me was just hammering, yeah. dude. And um, so I was like, you know what? Bump this. I don't care about this hen, even though I know I should. Because if there's a hen, there's probably there's probably a gobbler somewhere. And if she around. starts talking, and if she starts talking, the then. But I could not let this guy get away. Yeah, man, he was because he, he was definitely on the ground already. I don't know why she was still up, but he was definitely on the ground, and like lit like just right over this little little knob, um, 
and it goes right over into a saddle, and he was down in that saddle. I know that's where he was at. And so I was like, bump this, I'm moving. I got to go find him. Mm-hmm. So I went over there, and I'm like, I never, I don't, I don't think he ever saw me because he wasn't anywhere close to really where I was at. But I got to a spot where I was going to set up where I'd be able to see him come over. And I started calling and he did not make a peep. (laughs) He shut up completely. And it may have been because I let that hen get away. Honestly, that could have been it. I don't I don't know. I don't know enough about turkeys to to be able to diagnose what happened. But so I was kind of ticked and. Um, I'd hiked a long ways. Like that was a long, it was a lot quicker than it's, or a lot faster than, or not faster, slower than it sounds because it was a long hike. Well, so I, I was looking at my phone and all this stuff and put it down, went down, back down that ridge into another like little flat kind of open hardwoods area where they scratch off like crazy. And I was like, I'm just going to sit here for a little bit. Set up my decoy, just sat there. And about an hour later, I was about to look at my Onyx maps and realized, crap. I don't have my Onyx maps. <laughs> oh, the phone's not there. Because <laughs> I don't have my phone. Oh, man. <laughs> uh-huh. And my I had left my phone where I was sitting at earlier. Uh-huh. I don't know how. It's like neon green. It's got like this neon green cover to it, like that color green. Yeah. I don't know how I left it there, but I did. It's like, good gosh, are you stupid, Parker? And so I just hauled butt all the way back up there. Well, the way that this property works, this piece of public is... Um, from the water, you have about 500 yards to the private property boundary. So you really don't have a lot of room. You're basically hunting the private property pressure is kind of what you're doing. So on the top of this, on the top of this ridge where the hen was up there and all that stuff, there's a green field that, um, is on private, but you can see it from the public. And so, and there's a, there's just a road on the spine of that, uh, on the spine of that ridge in, in the, um, in the pines. And so I was like, well, at this point it's about 10 o'clock. So it's hot. It's getting hot. Birds have not said a word, but there's scratch everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I, I know they're coming in here. And my, my whole thought was if I can, there's not a whole lot of green fields around this area. If there's a Turkey around here at some point, he's going to be in this field today because he's, he's just gotta be, I've seen him in there too much. He's got to be in there, but there's this road that you can see from the greenfield on the public side, and I was like, if I can put a decoy there and lure him over if he comes out there, then I have a shot. I have a legitimate shot, so I just want to sit up. I called for about 15 minutes and then stopped, let anything know that I was there. I was single and ready to mingle um, (laughs) in that moment, and I just put that that decoy, and I sat for about an hour um, in all. I've called for about 15 minutes. And about 1130, uh, I hear, I was like, is that a squirrel? That sound doesn't sound like a squirrel. And sure enough, man, here he comes, just popping his little head over. He was on the public side. Yeah. Um, He came up from my right and from down in the creek bottom. I guess he heard my calling and come come to see what's over there. Yeah, come and see what's up. And so he was about 10 feet from being on the private. Um, You can see it. So I have a video. There's a Kayak Hunter blog, a brand new one, uh, with the whole thing of how it went down. It's on the Southern Ground YouTube page. And you can see in the video, when I run up to him, he's like 10 feet from flopping on into that greenfield. 
I thought I saw that greenfield. You could see in the it. Video. You could definitely see it. I was like, dear God, I hope there's not somebody in that greenfield right now. Yeah. I wouldn't have been close to hit them because just because the the angle that I was shooting at, um, it was totally safe. But they would be pretty pissed. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, man! You shoot a, a ten and a half inch beard gobbler <laughs> right in front of their face, where you can see the paint. <laughs> yeah, where I, get, I mean, hey, it's, th- on, it's on public though, man. I understand. I would understand them being upset. I'd be upset probably, but it's public land. That's right, dude. I mean, so this is my first public land bird. God, that's awesome! Out, out of a kayak too, man. Yeah, or, or using, using the kayak. Using the kayak. Yeah. So I got to kayak it out and all that stuff. That's which was, gotta feel good, man. It felt really good. But at eleven thirty, our service started at six, and I had to be there by four. And I had about forty-five minute paddle to get back. Oh, and then you got a long drive after that. And too. then I got an hour and a half drive to get home and get changed. <laughs> Because I can't go to Easter service if my camo's on. <laughs> Still have so paint on your face. <laughs> I was not expecting to shoot a bird that late. I thought if I shot one, it'd be early. But yeah. that late, it was like... So then I was I started looking at my clock. My phone died while I was right after I shot it. It always happens this way, man. My phone dies. I can't tell anybody until I get back to the truck. Um, uh, I bet you were dying, too, I was man. I bet dying. You, you can tell in the video how excited you are. I love it, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. I was pumped up. Um, but I had to get all these pictures now. Like I had to add basically 45 minutes of time to this because now I wasn't just getting in my kayak and leaving. I had to get good pictures because I can't just let that pass up. You know, first bird on public land out of a kayak. You got to have some got to have documentation. Yep. So I did um, got a full video out of it. It's not as good as I wanted it to be just because the shot was very fast the way that happened. I didn't get to really tell the story of how he came in. Yeah, that's not easy with the turkey. No, it's not. And. Um, but you can you can definitely see him there. You can see him flopping on the ground, and um, it's cool. It was yeah, a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. I'm happy for you. I mean, that's uh, an opening morning. Like you can't beat that. No, dude, I've been on cloud nine since. I, I bet you have. I went turkey hunting <laughs> this morning, and you can see I'm in my camos. In camos, I got a little bit of face paint yeah, on. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I went turkey hunting this morning, and I was trying to call for uh, my uncle. Me and him went hunting on a piece of private land that he has permission to hunt, and. The birds did not say a word, and normally I would have been pretty, you know, ticked off. But it's kind of like one of those, like, I'm still living off of that, yeah. that good, good feeling, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I bet you are. Man, it was it was fun, but That's man, awesome, dude. I don't want to I don't want to take up too much of the people's time. We've already been going a little while on, on yeah, this intro. Do you have anything one. big that you needed to tell us about? Oh man, two weeks till baby time, and that's that's it. And it's it, yeah, that's it. Two weeks till baby time. <laughs> Oh, I got the dreaded text from Blake the other day that said, man, I don't think I'm going to get to turkey hunt this year. Yeah, I've had that text typed for quite some time now. <laughs> it's okay. It's uh, I, now I said that, and I may be able to get out Sunday afternoon. Really? Yeah. I might. Well, it's afternoon. I'd rather, I'd rather get out in the morning, but I think it may, I may be able to get out Sunday afternoon. So we'll see. Dude, I hope you do. I hope I do, and I hope I blast one. I've seen, dude, I've seen so many gobblers. It's, it's like they know that I'm that I can't turkey hunt this year, dude. Right beside some property, I had permission to hunt. Saw two monster gobblers just blowed up, strutting around out there. And I thought, are you, you are you serious? I didn't even think there was turkeys in this part of the county. <laughs> there's, there's not. They've never existed. God literally put them right there in that moment. <laughs> he did. So I pulled my truck over just to make sure I was. <laughs> it was. It wasn't like some guineas out there running around or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's great man well but, cool yeah. well man i'm super excited about seeing your little baby i hope you get to the turkey hunt I hope it that's gonna too, be man. that's gonna be a blast I hope that's so. uh it's gonna be fun yeah but uh we won't get too too deep into conversation here because we have got a really 
Really good episode from the hunting public. Uh. Yeah. All right, welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I am super jacked up right now because I have some of my favorite people to watch on the internet. That's kind of it's a good thing for a man to say that you're his favorite people to watch on the internet. Yeah. Y'all probably walked in and thought, what what am I walking into right here? We got in our hotel room with a bunch of cameras out and stuff. His first sentence out in the library was, we're not killers, we're not murderers. That's the way to start the conversation. (laughs) Dude, we've been sleeping in a tent, five of us, for the last week, man. This is like the nicest place This is like no big deal. That's fantastic. I'm going to be real with you guys. It was a little bit awkward walking into a library. And seeing y'all there, I was like, hey, guys, <laughs> how's it going? I'm not a killer. <laughs> there was actually a, another guy that came in like 30 yeah. minutes before that that saw our vehicles there. He came in and was like, hey, I just wanted to, I seen y'all parked up here, so I just wanted to come in and visit. Is that, your, is that your inter- like your uh, interpretation of how Alabama people talk? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I have my own right hey, now. You got a pretty uh, good draw, you know, for- to be up north. Oh, sure. I'm from Redneck America in northeast <laughs> Missouri. Trust me. Okay. It, it, uh, it was pretty funny. He walked in and he just kind of stared at us. He walked up and he grabbed me by the shoulder and he said, I like watching you guys hunt. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure where this is going. <laughs> really nice guy, though. Yeah. I like to watch y'all on Zach's the Zach's actually been mistaken for a trapper for most of the week here. Yeah. <laughs> like a local trapper. He must just look exactly like Zach. People just walk up to him and go, hey, you trapping anything? Zach's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, so who's all here right now, just for the listeners, who aren't watching we will start from my left and we'll and we'll skip mike because he's just a fangirl not really (laughs) so we got zach zach brody and aaron and michael michael so michael is here because blake could not be here today because he had some stuff you guys don't know blake but blake is the co-host of the show and he was very bummed that he couldn't uh-huh. be here today. Sorry, Blake. Yeah. My, so <laughs> Sorry, Michael Blake. Michael is taking the place of Blake today. And we've got these guys. They're actually here on Turkey Tour 2018 with the hunting public. Or as the Alabamans would say, the hunting public. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's right. So so y'all got have y'all got a lot of fan a fan base here in Alabama, a pretty it's, solid it, one? I would say it seems like it. I mean, yeah. since we've been here, we've got a lot of feedback on our social pages and stuff like that talking about just happy to see us a lot of people state. are hunting the same area oh, yeah. or maybe not this year but a lot of people recognize the area and have either hunted it in the past or or uh, plan to hunt it in the future you know they're probably just like stalking you guys outside of your camp and yeah, a lot of them have actually been like Seen messaging us and, us and saw something like, gas station getting coffee and stuff in the morning that's yeah, awesome and, and providing like you know, some scouting tips. There's a, a fellow that just messaged me like 30 seconds ago that uh, has been sending us maps and stuff and like, mm-hmm. y'all ought to try this over here, you yeah. know? And, and Again, again with the voice, man. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of kicks in. I don't know. Your regular voice, Aaron. I, no, dude, it changes so much. I'm serious. Like, especially if I'm drinking coffee or yeah. something. <laughs> you cross the border or you start talking to somebody that has a different access, or access yeah. accent, and we're always joking. We're like, oh, we're Southern Warb. Or Southern War because it changes. Like, my accent is that. It just changes. Further south the fir- you go, yeah, the further south you go, it changes more. <laughs> yeah, it does, man. 
Uh, we have a um, we have a voice that we do when I'm talking about people from here, old people specifically, <laughs> and more specifically than that, old church people. It's like they all have this voice that you can't um, deny is an old church person. <laughs> That's very funny. So so y'all are here um, now. This episode won't air for a little bit, so it won't ruin anything for the video. But y'all have had some success today. Is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. Yep, we had success. Yep. Our first, our, well, we had two kind of wins, I guess. I killed one, and then Aaron had one that would have killed, but it was on the wrong on the wrong side of the fence. Yeah, there's not a fence on this area. There's just you know paint that marks the private and the public borders. Yep. Well. This particular border that I was on this morning is kind of fudgy. Like there's there's paint on a tree every fifty yards or so, so you don't really know exactly where. <laughs> yeah, it zigs and zags and goes yeah. back forth. But anyway, we've uh, been hunting this bird for like five days now, and finally uh, got him to cooperate this morning, and he came in, and I had him at twenty twenty five yards, but he was on the other side of one of those painted trees, and. You know, I mean, he was 10 yards from being on public land. But the, like I said, the borders are so sketchy. I, we just didn't want to we yeah. didn't want to take a right. chance and shoot a bird that was, you know, just yeah. over the fence or, or just over that border. Mm-hmm. So I just watched him strut and gobble for a couple hours, basically. <laughs> you know, the the funny part about that is you're probably the only person that was on that. Well, y- y'all's group is probably the only group that wouldn't have shot it. Right there in that moment, that's because because usually it's just, it's like I'm close, but eh, I'll ask for forgiveness if I you know whatever. Yeah. So good job, man. That's that's yeah. pretty good self control. Yeah. Well, Zach's came actually off a of private and had just made a few steps on the public, and he got him. So He's like we're we're not on. that perfect. Don't. <laughs> we'll, we'll, as soon as he crossed that line, I was I was in the same boat with that bird this morning, man. I had the safety off. I was like, you take a few more steps, and it's the end of your day. Yeah. I uh, I actually killed a doe, my very first deer of this year, um, which was my very first public land kill ever. Awesome. Um, and she came off of the. Uh, it's it's not private land, but it's a campground, mm-hmm. so you can't. Um, you can't cross that, that boundary and it's got blue trees. So she came across it, walked underneath me. I shot her, um, during bow season and she ran back and died right next to a tree with the blue paint on it. Like half of her body was in the, in the boundary and half of it was outside of it, but it was pretty cool. So, so tell us a little bit, tell us what happened, man. I want to know what happened with your bird. Well, we, well, actually Aaron and Jake had seen or heard a couple birds down right on the border of public and private. And you guys heard them quite a bit, goblin, but they were standing on that private. The next day, uh, Greg and I went in there, kind of a plan B, our plan A, didn't hear any birds gobbling. Heard them, heard them until nine o'clock, but same thing, they would they would hang right on that edge. And every once in a while, you could tell that they were coming right onto the edge of the public, but then they'd go back. And they were just gobbling like crazy. The most vocal birds we've heard the whole trip, hands down. and went in there this morning same deal they're up on that private we're standing there like well can't do anything with them ended up a couple different things happened we we heard a different bird and started going towards him well when we called and we would go away from those birds we'd hear him go right towards the public so every time we were going away calling they would come right towards the public we were drawing them back our way Mm -hmm. well we ended up hearing another guy on that bird that we were starting to make a move on so we just kind of went back found 
where those birds were coming onto the public. There's a bunch of scratching right in one specific spot, you know, when they were coming down this old logging trail. So we just set up. They had stopped gobbling. Well, last we'd heard they were on the private again. We're just like, well, let's just hang loose for a little bit and see what happens. And that guy was up on the hill further and was calling to that other turkey. And when he did that, he's further away and they start blowing it up. So I just called one time, let him know we were there, and then just let him do the work. You know, hopefully <laughs> yeah. sounding like a turkey, you know, hen walking away from him. Sure enough, they just kept firing up, firing up, firing up. He stopped calling for a little bit, didn't hear any gobbles. We called one more time and they blew up like right on top of us came right past us right down that little I guess funnel that they were using that old logging trail it was the one place they were going onto the public and they were just kind of hanging out right there it was a great little strut zone we just got lucky and Slammed they came him. 20 yards into the public and that was enough that's awesome man. <laughs> and you said you said it's got it had white spurs on it yeah it had yeah it's white cool. both of them like were, cream colored yeah, spurs yeah, yeah really, cool. really cool like a cream <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a beige. <laughs> it, were, awesome. it was pretty cool. I mean, I'm was, one for details. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, you know, we weren't going to be, you know, overly picky on what type of bird came in. We just saw a beard and we were like, that's Kill a it. Or, uh, <laughs> Long bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been, we've been getting our butts kicked. I mean, there was a point, a couple points in this trip. It's like, man, it's going to be tough. Like, might not might not do it but when we went into it though we were thinking like you know it's gonna take five to ten days yep. to probably kill a turkey yep. and we figured if we got a bird between the two of us just one that it would be a successful trip mm-hmm. and that's kind of how a lot of our public land hunts have yep. went over the years yep. too is last year we were at mississippi kind of doing the same the evening of the seventh yep. days when we finally killed one Their there. Ta- the, yeah. last, mm-hmm. the last legal half hour of your tag. Yep. Or, or of Zach's tag. It was a, They both had tags, and Zach, our other buddy, shot one on that night. Yeah. And so then, then we ended up killing another one the next day, but it's like, it's a lot of that figuring it out, mm-hmm. kind of learning the lay of the land, and just locating turkeys really is a big big thing. You know, where we're It's from. the most important part about turkey hunting. Oh, yeah. Right. Where we're from, there's, gotta there's be turkeys so many there. of Yeah. Them. That it's not that difficult, but I mean, we've hunted, we grew up hunting areas more like this, you know, where there's not as many birds, but you know, now where we live, there's, it's not hard to locate them. It's just getting in the right position here. It's locating them, getting in the right position, doing the right calling, you know, making the right moves when necessary. And it's a process. And out here, it it seems different. I've never been to where y'all are from, to Iowa or any of those places to hunt, but out here, from judging by y'all's videos, it looks like there's a lot of a lot of ag, a lot of places mm-hmm. that you can find the concentration. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like where they're gonna be at. Yep. At some point, they're gonna be there. I'm from right. Texas, and at some point in West Texas, the birds are gonna come to the windmill yep. to get water because there's not a lot of water. So sure. you can kill a bird fairly easily. You can call and make yourself feel good, you know. Right. But you don't we have can to set up where they're gonna be. And out here. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, there's so many different hardwood bottoms that they could be yeah. on. Oh, yeah. um, there's not just those concentrated places, especially on the public land out here, because uh, you, you got greenfields and stuff that they'll visit, and people kill them on there for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a pr- now on private land. It's completely different. Right. Completely different. I've, I've, oh, you can set your watch by them on private land um, in a lot of areas. I mean, I hunted over northeast part of Alabama a couple years ago on a small private piece 
and uh, they had a couple big clover plots in the middle of it, and those turkeys would be out there for hours mm -hmm. every day. I mean, had trail camera down there, and there was four or five longbeards in it every single day. And with, with the public, at least the public that we've been hunting, most of those green food plots on the management area are right up by the road. So the first day, people were hunting those and might have killed a few birds, but then since then, it's gotten really tough just because of all the human traffic mm -hmm. up there on those plots. So that only what we've been doing is getting down in there with them in the timber. I mean, Brody said it best today. So we were walking out. He's like, they know where those dang lines are. I mean, they know right where they can they walk right up to. You know, they can, like in the specific spot where Greg and I shot that one this morning, they could literally walk out right on the edge and see the there was a cutover right there and they could see any access you know they were yeah. going out to a spot they knew was pretty safe you know it wasn't like they were going way up in the public they were just popping in and out yeah. they're just like a deer i mean in that sense and when it comes to hunting you know game hunting, on public pressure, land you know they just avoid pressure people they just avoid it they yeah. adapt and avoid they yeah they seem to be in that exact same spot too if you can find the turkey you can find the deer and yeah. vice versa yep. it's like yeah. hanging out together yeah mm -hmm. i mean that's that's the way it is on most of the spots that i hunt out here it's just if you can figure out where the deer are on public land, which is tough, it's a tough thing to do oh, yeah. out here because there's so much pressure. But if you can figure out where they're at, then you're probably going to be set up for deer and turkey. Yep. Um, so y'all seen a lot of deer though, right? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Seen had we a lot found, of sign. You guys found the first shed. Mm -hmm. We found the next two, and we found one pretty good, or a couple of pretty good ones. I guess the one you found was real nice, but this pretty, it's pretty old, old. chewed. Yeah. But we also. Greg Brody and I saw a really nice buck holding the other day. Really? Yeah. That's There's awesome. lots of sweet public areas down here in mm -hmm. the state for deer hunting. Yeah. You guys, gonna... I think you posted, uh, we'll trade a, we'll trade a <laughs> turkey yeah. for, yeah. trade this for a, a Tom any day or yeah. something like yeah. that. So we were going to bring. I told him, I said, let's go by the, uh, let's go by the grocery store, pick up a turkey and be like, Here's your turkey now. <laughs> yeah. Give me that freaking shed, man. <laughs> but you probably wouldn't have taken it today because <laughs> you already got your tom. So told, what do you got? I told these guys that on the way out. I said, I like that shed a little bit better now, now that we got one. Yeah. If we got, <laughs> got one, I would have been like, ah, this came away. Yeah, yeah, right. He was pretty disappointed yesterday when he found that shed. He just kind of looked at it like, what? Like, we've been out here turkey hunting and we're just finding sheds. But like I said, he was happier today to... <laughs> When he got his turkey about Dude, that shed. That's so funny, man. I'm going to be honest with you guys. So I'm I'm originally from Texas, and I am moved to Alabama. And Alabama is a tough state to hunt. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I think before we started recording, it's tough to hunt anything in Alabama. And you don't see a whole lot of personalities um, like what you guys do. That's not really here. Like You don't have a lot of that. There is some in the South. Um, not public land hunters, though. That's a, a big thing. And so if I'm being a little bit honest with you guys, and I know y'all are sitting right here and y'all are all taller than me, I was a little bit happy that it was so tough on y'all. Because if y'all yeah. just walked in here and just started just tearing it up, I, mean, I quit. I freaking quit this crap. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that's, that's the big thing, though, is like we, we, we're always talking about situation. Everybody's situation is different, you know, and that's why we like to travel. That's why we like to be in other people's situation because then we can see what they're dealing with and be able to, you know, relate to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. a big, that's a big thing, you know, and, mm -hmm. and exactly like you said, you know, there's you don't see a lot of that on on TV or the internet or whatever, so it's hard if you're not in a really good area to get the same, you know, value out of those tips and stuff and and 
And that's just everything is just so to. situational. And that's the as far as tactics go, hunting tactics, we preach that a lot. Situational tactics for turkey and deer. You know, I mean, even in Iowa, when we're deer hunting, we might have five or six public areas that we're hunting. Every single one of them hunts differently. The deer use it differently because the terrain, the habitat is different, and so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. state by state, it changes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. so, and I really appreciate you guys saying that because a lot of people, I feel like, are um, not scared to not scared to try it, but it's almost like if if a lot of people They're just won't do it. By it's, it. In, yeah. it's intimidating. Yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons why we started this show in the first place is because there's not a lot of content out there about hunting this area. Yeah. There's definitely some. Yep. Um, there's a few guys that are, that are really doing a great job. But just comparatively speaking to what, what there is in the Midwest and um, up north, there's just not a lot of information. And so I really appreciate, as a southern hunter for deer and turkey, I really appreciate you guys making an effort to get on that same level and, and, and the truth is, is that y'all, y'all do this a lot, you yeah. know, you know how to figure things out and you can tell with your success, um, that you know how to figure this out. And so you guys coming down here and doing something like this is better for everyone in the long run, because what we can do now is learn from your mistakes, the stuff you post on, on YouTube, the stuff you post on social media, we can learn from those things now and actually relate to it. Yeah. And which, you know, we, we're always talking about, I mean, you learn so much more from your mistakes than your success. I mean, it's been a process, and it's been some failure on our end, no doubt. And, the, and that's that's one of the fun things about hunting public. I think so many people now, just hunters in general, are just afraid of not having that success. And ultimately, you know, that success is good, and it feels good. But, you know, if, if you're not learning anything, it's not... I guess it's not that. Oh valuable. yeah, I mean, we were having a blast last night before we even woke yeah. up this morning, and we hadn't even seen a turkey on public <laughs> yeah. land yet. Yeah. So, like, that's the. I think it's it's all about the attitude, like mm-hmm. you're saying. I mean, everybody thinks that they have to have a lease or they have to have a big private piece to grow a big buck or to hold a bunch of turkeys and stuff like that. And yeah, maybe it helps kill one faster or whatever. But I mean, it's the same thing. And I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but like youth hunting today a lot of folks mentors bring kids up and then they put them in a blind on a manicured food plot a tom walks in they shoot it in the first 20 minutes and the kid has fun or whatever but then they leave and that's the end of it well then that if you provide that same experience the kid is not challenged Mm -hmm. that new hunter is not challenged in any way to learn more about hunting is that what drove y'all to to create the hunting public Mm -hmm. oh yeah kind of make it more relatable to most of the hunters you know exactly hence the name the the name when we hunt a lot of public land but we want to represent the hunting public yep right and we want our main mission is to hopefully you know for one help everybody learn and you know relate to everybody but also just we want hunting you know people to get into the sport and show them that hey you know it's yeah, not it's genuine having, fun that yeah, we're having not, out there. It's not always day. about success. Sometimes it's about joking around, and blowing an alcohol with your buddies. I mean, in our last video, we were showing her off camp and goofing off. I mean, that that's, that's what hunting is to us. What's that? I love that because <laughs> Aaron, you were so freaking serious, bro. Oh, like yeah. you, you had this serious face on, and you're like, I don't know what the freak I'm doing right now. <laughs> 
that's how we, that's that's, how we are. Yeah. It exactly. Was the like best. I'm, I'm out there, like not blinking for hours at a time, <laughs> and just thinking about four million things. And he's over there, like staring at a spider web, and like, man, this is really rad. And, like, <laughs> and then this Joker's the one that kills the bird. Yeah. Like, what the heck, man? Come on. Man, it's, it's serious in there somewhere. It's just a lot on the outside. It's a lot of goofiness. Oh yeah, it's great. It's a great mix. So, so tell me a little bit about Turkey Tour. Uh, I know I told you we we're going to talk more about whitetails, but there's just a lot of good stuff to talk about turkeys <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, tell me a little bit about, like, so y'all started here because it's the first seasons. Yep. Um, what's, what's the plan next? Uh, we're going to hunt here for a few more days, and uh, we'll probably go visit our buddy Mike Pentecost over in Heflin at Woodhaven for a day or so and then i think we're gonna head over to mississippi and try hunting some public land there for a little bit uh mississippi is on deck next i don't know when we'll go probably this weekend or first of next week and then after that greg may head to nebraska we'll be going to oklahoma the beginning of april and then just kind of working our way back north from there we'll go from there to Missouri, Iowa may go out west at some point, may go to Wisconsin. Zach may go out east to Ohio. Maybe New York. Yeah. So New York are, with John Lewis. That'd yeah. be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Y'all are just going to tear it up. Sounds yeah, man. Like, I mean, this all is, over the to place. To be honest, though, it's we've been doing this for several years. Yeah. I mean, last year we went to Mississippi, Arkansas. Mississippi, Arkansas, Missouri, Wyoming, Iowa. I think that's yeah, the Nebraska, Nebraska, Kansas. Yeah. How many birds did y'all kill last year? Oh, I All together, don't know. do you know? We I each mean, killed a handful, I would mm-hmm. say. But, I mean, not nothing crazy. A lot of times, too, we just, like, as a group, you know, we're just, it's like, it's it's so much the group aspect. You know, I we, it wouldn't have mattered today if I had a shot or he'd have shot. We'd have been all just as happy. Oh, yeah, I was bummed, dude. Like, this bird came in, and he's on the other side of that, that fence line, right, or the boundary, and uh, Jake's filming this thing and just like, dude, like, you should shoot. And like, no, no, we can't. <laughs> I was like, Jake, that yellow paint. And, he, and he's like, yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. So we don't shoot the turkey and, like, watch this turkey, you know, and eventually he walks off. So we're walking out of there and dragging our toes, you know, just kind of, you know, as Jake says, I was crybaby facing <laughs> the whole time. And we got up to the top of the next ridge, just gas, like walking a mile back to the car. And my phone rings and it's Zach. And he's like, dude, got a 45 incher this morning. <laughs> and I was like, what? Wait a minute. Because we, we have this joke. It's it's uh, we call them long birds. Everybody says long beards. Longbird. Not in Alabama, they should say Longbird. Longbird. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's anyway, right. everybody's that's, When you said that, I thought that's what you were making fun of Alabama people again. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. I like really he, did. He called me, and I knew immediately that he killed a turkey. So, like, we were down low, you know, or, so, or we weren't feeling that great. And then both me and Jake are just, like, yelling two dudes in the middle <laughs> of the woods, like, super pumped that we killed one. Yep. But, uh, and that's, you know, that's been the same thing for deer, turkey, whatever we're doing. I mean, it's it's a blast. I remember we a couple of years ago, Aaron was uh, elk hunting and like every day I'm just like staring at my phone like, okay, okay, they're going to get one. They got, they're going to get today's a day, you know? And then as soon as they get one, it's just like, dude, you know, I, I did it. I love it, man. I, I have a, actually our co-host Blake, uh-huh. he killed his biggest deer ever. Actually, I think in this County yeah, really? this year, he killed a, a giant and he, he called me, man. And he was like, you could tell his virgin tears. And it was just <laughs> those moments, man. Yeah. That's, it's like, you realize what the sport is really about right. and and it's it's not about me. You talked about earlier. Uh, so many people are so scared of 
of not being successful. And what, what we were kind of... Success is what you make it, Exactly. Really. You can fail and succeed. Mm-hmm. Your failure, you can find success in your failures, yep. especially... You can do that in any aspect of your life, yes. to be honest. Yep. But in the woods, man, that's where that's where I learned that that fundamental truth is that success makes you better. Yep. Our, our failure... Success does make you better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but failure makes you better if you can learn to make it a good experience. Yeah, I mean, it's not a... We're not playing a baseball game here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's no there's no me versus you or anything like that. Like we're not keeping score. It's that's the great thing about hunting is every single person can go out there and they can make it whatever the heck they want to make it. Yep. You know, you can hunt mm-hmm. with a 20 gauge, you can hunt with a 12 gauge, you can shoot one with a bow, whatever. You know, I mean, yeah, it, it's so it's it's all about what you make it and the experience that you want to have out there. You know, it's like. Yeah, we think, we look at it differently. We're like, we'd rather have way many, way more buddies in our group yeah, that hunt yeah. than just one of us having an awesome place to go. You don't realize how how important that aspect is until you don't have those friends around you. For probably the past two or three years, I've had to hunt by myself because I work the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I'm off during the week while everybody else is at work. Yeah. Well, it's not near as fun. You don't have anybody to come back to camp to and tell them your hunting stories yeah. or tell them what you saw or your kill. You know, it's all about that camaraderie. And that's yeah. what I really like about y'all's group is y'all all, you know, work as a team like a big family. So it's pretty cool. I'll be a part of your family, Mike. <laughs> yeah, if you want. yeah, if you want, we can be we can be the hunting public er. <laughs> The yeah, the, so, the southern go. chapter. There you go. So, so if you if you guys had to had the opportunity to tell a southern turkey hunter one thing that you have learned, and we'll start with you, Aaron, and we'll go we'll go this way. Um, if you if you could tell them one thing that you've learned on your trip here, what would you say? When these turkeys are hinned up early in the season, they do not gobble mm-hmm. like other birds in the country. Um, it's especially like in the evenings, we haven't, what have we been roosting like seven nights now? Yeah, probably. We haven't got a bird And last year in Mississippi was the same deal. I don't yeah. think we roosted a bird via gobble on the limb in the evening Until one the time. last night. Yep. That's right. And, uh, night. yeah, he was gobbling when he went to roost. But anyway, um, down here, they just do not gobble near as much as they do. The further North you go, the more you're going to hear them. And, and granted, Every turkey's different on every day, almost. Yep. You know, they got a brain the size of a peanut. Right. But, you know. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Is like when you hear a turkey gobble, you better mark where that sucker is at because you don't know how many more of those you're going to get in a given day. And you need to get in there and, and uh, you know, figure them out from there. You really have to be a very good woodsman mm-hmm. to hunt turkeys down here. Like, I got a lot of mad respect for the guys mm-hmm. down here. Like, uh, Jake was saying, like, these guys are savages, yeah. is what he said. <laughs> yeah. He's like, these guys come down here, these local boys that have been living here all their lives and know these areas like the back of their hand. He's like, these guys come down here and they'll kill every turkey off this place. Mm-hmm. Like, and, it, and it's... It's like, you know, they're that good. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Jake looked like a savage when we walked he into is the a library. Savage. He <laughs> is. He's got like this like turkey necklace thing on. What do y'all call it? It's bear claw. Yeah. It's actually a grizzly claw. Okay. And he's got two turkey spurs on yeah. the side of it. It's beautiful. <laughs> and his hair was like just greasy, man, and like yeah. sticking up like Wolverine, dude. That was awesome. All right. So uh what what would you say? Can I call you corn dog? Yeah, you can call <laughs> Is that okay? Corn dog or brody, whatever. Okay. 
I would say just be patient. We've, what, seven days, eight days here, and we've just taken our time, put in the work to, to figure it out. Just as far as being patient, hunting when we're in there, sometimes we're like back out, just not be quite as aggressive because we know those birds are wary. And then just patience for taking your time. Like I said, seven days it took us to kill. Mm -hmm. That's a good bird. point, too, because we haven't really got super aggressive until these last couple days. I mean, we said literally last night, we're getting aggressive. Greg and I, before we shot that turkey, I said, let's make them fly, baby. Yeah, because like, that's what me and Jake did this morning, too. We shut up like four times. Run them over. Yeah. Do you feel like now that you have a camera on you all the time that you say more really super good things like that? Like, like let's just, make them fly, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> cinematic <laughs> moments. Oh, man, I think, I think if there was, uh, you, you you know, there's a lot missed. <laughs> you should, I was going to say, you should hear this stuff that he says and the camera's not rolling. <laughs> like, a lot of our viewers probably <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, there might be a few sensor bleeps in there. That's awesome, man. So it seems like to me that you guys kind of, I would say yours comes back to patience as well oh, yeah. because you're talking about the hint or the, the, those gobblers being hinned up and sometimes they're just not going to talk to you, but they'll be there. Yeah. And, you get that all over the place. You know, mm -hmm. we've hunted turkeys in dozens of States, but, and, and you'll get that even with, you know, Miriam's on big private pieces out West that are much easier to deal with. They'll still shut up when they have hens. Mm -hmm. These turkeys down here though, they just, they got something. They're, they're mad at the world apparently. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> They're extremely good at surviving. Yep. That's that's what it comes down to. And a lot of these birds that are older than two down here, just, I mean. They may never die. Uh, yeah. a shotgun. You yeah. Know? Like, if they gobble, they're going to die. There's yeah. a good chance of it. <laughs> yep. You know, if they gobble a lot, they definitely are, especially if they're on public land. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, and then we'll move to you, uh, but did, didn't y'all hear a guy shoot the other day on, mm -hmm. I think it was on the, Maybe it was the episode three through five where you were on a bird. It was because you and Jake would walk all that. And then the camera went back to you and it was like, we just heard a guy shoot. So either he shot a turkey. It was the same turkey, turkey we actually were on this morning. We've okay. been on that same bird now for five days. And uh, that morning he was gobbling good on the limb. We got up to him almost to where we wanted to set up and called and he gobbled. But then he didn't gobble again for three and a half hours. And in that time, we were trying to sneak around on him and get use the terrain to our advantage to get as close as we could. Because the one advantage you do have with turkeys early season when they have hens is they just kind of float. They don't really take off and travel long distances. Mm -hmm. They pitch down with those hens, and they go to the first available place a lot of times where they can feed and breed and do everything turkeys do this time of year, mm -hmm. and they just don't travel very far. So when you do hear that bird gobble and then he shuts up, there's a pretty good chance he's not moving very far. So anyway, Jake and I were, were sneaking around on that bird. Hadn't hurt him forever, but we still had confidence that he was there. And then boom, 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 <laughs> right up the hill. Did you ever figure out what that was? Yeah, did ever, I, Jake did ever, didn't ever tell me until guy? like 45 minutes later. Uh, we were walking down through there, and eventually I called again because, you know, my spirits dropped immediately when I heard that shot. I was like, well, there he goes, you know. So I, got, I had to cry baby face. <laughs> so well, we just, I said, well, all we can do is just keep hunting. So we just kind of trudged around the woods and I eventually hit the call and got him to answer again about 11 o'clock. I'm like, well, there he is. You know what? He didn't die. And Jake said, yeah, I know. 
when I was up there in that clear cut where we heard that shooting, I found all kinds of shotgun shells up there all over that field, people shooting clay birds up there every day. I'm like, why didn't you just tell me that? <laughs> like, he liked the just, crybaby face. Yeah. 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 I'm like, they've been just shooting clays up there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so, Zach, what would you say is your thing that you would tell a southern hunter? I would say at some point it's definitely worth getting in there, even if birds aren't gobbling and looking for sign. I think that's helped us out a ton, and it helped us out even today. You get in there, and you know there's birds in the area, or maybe you don't know there's birds in the area. Maybe they're not gobbling. Maybe you can't find a gobbling bird to save your life. I mean, we couldn't for a couple days there. I think the first two days, Greg and I didn't hear a bird. Brody heard one in a different spot, but we would go in and just still hunt, essentially, through an area, looking at every little bit of sign that we could find. Any amount of turkey sign, was something that we were marking on our map, you know, and, and looking to revisit. I mean, we're looking at tracks. We're looking to see if it's a tom or hen track. I've been carrying this trusty tape measure on measuring tracks. I was going to ask about that. I'm like, you see guys with knives or flashlights? This dude's going dang carpentry. <laughs> he also has that to measure the length of the bird. Like we said earlier, long bird. We'll get to that soon. Yeah, we'll, talk, we'll, t- we'll revisit that in a moment. But really just picking up on any amount of sign that you can and then keying in on those areas. I mean, we're talking birds that are not moving very much. They've got hens with them. If you find fresh scratching, you better like take note of that and remember it because there's a dang good chance they're going to do that something similar, or even just finding some sort of terrain or habitat feature where those turkeys are, or a food source, whatever it may be, every little bit of sign is going to come in handy, especially when you got birds that aren't talking much, because at some point you may just have to set up and wait and be patient, you know, because you may not have birds that are gobbling that much. So I think, I think that's been, you know, one of the biggest takeaways in general, hunting some you know, highly pressured areas, you know, and, and especially down here, you know, we find a hen track and we're like, all right, well, there's turkeys here. Yeah, you it's, know, it's something. Yeah, you see a hen, you find a hen track, anything, yep. a feather, whatever. Like if there's a, a, even a legitimate ray of hope out there that there's a gobbler in the woods, you want to be paying attention to that mm-hmm. spot. So yeah. all it takes is one bird, too. That's what a lot of folks don't uh, don't realize when you're hunting public land if you find one gobbler that's off by himself that nobody else is really messing with, you can have that bird to yourself sometimes because people will gravitate towards the areas where there are more concentrations of higher concentrations of birds. Sure. And if you notice in the, these series that we do when we're traveling somewhere else, we, we're always talking about the process of it. You know, and, and, and the bird we killed today, Aaron and Jake saw him down in that bottom. It was our plan B the day that we went in there and hunted them the first time. And then the third day, we finally killed them. But the whole time, it's just pecking around that little area where they're at and trying to find you know, maybe where they're going to enter the public land, maybe where they're hanging out in a creek bottom, whatever it may be. It's a whole process, and it's not just... There was actually, well, before, before we went down there and, and saw those birds... Two mornings before that, in the storm, we actually heard one gobble way down in there from a different access point. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we did that, it, it, we were out. That was the only gobble. We heard one gobble that morning, me and Jake did, because the storm came in. We got out, thunder cracked, heard a bird gobble. It just sounded like two miles away. But where he was, we both glued on that spot, and we marked it on Onyx. We're like, okay, there is some public over there. 
you know, and then eventually we worked back around to it, found them, and then Zach and Greg went in there the next two days and put the rest of the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. It's But like you mentioned earlier, finding the turkey is the first thing. Yeah. That's the first step. And yeah. then you just keep chipping away at the block after that until you kill them. And, and just same thing with, with Aaron the last couple of days. They've been working in on a bird. They essentially killed the turkey today. They had him in gun range. That's a bit of a success in itself, you know. Mm-hmm. Or it is a success. I mean, they, yeah. they had the opportunity, just circumstance. Had the opportunity for like two hours. Yeah. He just stood there and rubbed it in the whole time. How, Circum- was it, how long was he there? Oh, like he was on real? the side of that ridge for two and a half hours. And me and Jake just kept going around him and trying different spots in within the property line. Like, I backed off 200 yards and was calling and <laughs> trying to, yeah, trying to get him to come over. You know, and he he had one hen over there, and he just didn't want no part of it. Yep. I could walk right up there to the tree with the yellow paint on it, and I could stand there, and I could watch him strutting at 20 yards just on the other <laughs> side. And I was like, oh, man, just come on over here, big boy. But no, he, he didn't. Just... So if we didn't have a podcast that gets, you know, nationally published, I would tell you you're a better man than I. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I could have done it, bro. <laughs> but oh, we do was, have a podcast, rough. so we're not going to say that. Yeah, it was rough. I uh, it The thought crossed my mind for sure. I was like, you know, I could just shoot that thing and go pick it up. You know, there's not even really a fence there. And the boundary line is pretty skewed through here, but I was, and I just got to thinking like, man, if you do that once, then you're going to be apt to doing it again and again and again. Eventually, you know, your luck's going to run out. And at the end of the day, it's a turkey. Right. You know? It's not and, and once Jake got footage of him, Jake's like, I'm getting some cool footage of him. I was like, that's pretty cool, like, in itself. So so that's a good that's a good talking point because this is a big, a big deal in the industry right now of um, it is your experience of hunting based on that trophy picture. You know what I'm saying? It's not because, because it, it, it can't be because nobody would want to do that. That's not fun. It's the experience. It's yeah. the, that's what makes everything more fun. And now your quote unquote trophy picture is sharing this experience because that's something that nobody else other than Aaron gets to experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's your, that's your picture that you Our get to talk about. Our most viewed video on the channel right now, we didn't kill uh, it's a it's a whitetail video. We didn't kill a deer. Our Which, most viewed video was that the one where the deer runs out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, across, across the, creek. the the yeah. creek. Yeah, yeah, where we jump him out of his bed. I think it's old chartreuse, man. I think that's why it's so popular. Oh, Mister Neon, <laughs> Mister oh, Neon, yeah. that's what you call him. My dad said he knows that guy. I still haven't asked him who it was. <laughs> yeah, but you were making fun of him for saying cream earlier. He said. Chartreuse? Are we fishing? I, I'm, a, uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a fisherman, man. Uh, me too. <laughs> I don't, dude, that video, man. I want to say that was one of the first videos I saw mm-hmm. from this season. Mm-hmm. And gosh, dude, that cracked me up. Yeah. Seeing that, cool seeing homeboy just walking by. <laughs> and I've actually, I've referenced that video before because um, your interaction with him was perfect mm-hmm. because and and that's I think this we will end right here we're at we're about 40 minutes we'll end right here I think it sums up what you guys are all about the hunting public because your interaction was wasn't what the heck are you doing over here man I'm can't you see I'm hunting here I'm I'm not even wearing camo can't you see me <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, I mean you weren't that way at all it was hey man how's it going yep. how you doing then he spooks that deer away 
hey man did you see that deer <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, we did yeah <laughs> yeah we saw it we saw it walk away and uh but that i think that's what sums you guys up the best oh i mean we don't have very many negative experiences with other people hunting public no. land i mean we've been camping out here with you know four or five other groups this last week and we've been visiting with all of them yeah I mean, they but uh, several of them picked up camp and left today from Mississippi and Louisiana, mm-hmm. and they walked over to us and told us where they've been hearing birds, you know, and you know we've been doing the same with them and, throughout and they, the trip. And you know, it's we just, have a lot of experiences hunting, fishing, whatever. We just talk to people, and you, I mean, I have people that I still talk to that I ran into fishing once. Oh, absolutely, you know? yeah. And I think you know these these three guys that were by camp all week with us. I mean, awesome guys. Like I, I'm genuinely sad that they're gone now because it was awesome to come back every day, have a conversation with them. You know, as we were getting ready to go to bed, you know, just kind of recapping the day and just talking. You know, and that's that's, you know, you said earlier, the trophy picture. You know, the the trophy picture in my mind won't be that turkey. It's the whole experience with my buddies and the people around camp and the people that we met along this journey and like that is the trophy ultimately i think for all of us and you said oh, yeah. when you were in the car when we were leaving with that bird one of the you said one of the fun things for you was going to be going back to the camp and showing that bird to those guys who yep. you talked yep. to you know all week you said yep. you're really excited to just share with them your story from yep. today if you were to take that turkey you know and, and take it back and not have anybody there to share it with it wouldn't be a trophy yep you know i mean it just wouldn't yep so being able to share that with friends that's that's the key to it. Well, I mean, and that is really what our mission is. Um, you guys were talking about the social aspect of hunting earlier, and that is deeply rooted in what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I've had a lot of conversations over the years with uh, friends of mine uh, about it, and it's something that is missing in hunting in general. The social aspect used to be here back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, especially with deer hunting, mm-hmm. and it's faded away into this sort of elitist type, you know, one for all, you know, all for me type thing. And to the people that do that, I'm not talking down to you. There's nothing wrong with, with trying to get a big piece of land and grow a big deer and shoot a big deer. But the whole social aspect is probably why most of us are here today. Most of us grew up in deer Mm -hmm. camp, or most of us grew up in turkey camp and shooting squirrels with our dads or uncles or mentors or whatever. And that's why we got involved in it in the first place, because it was fun. I mean, when you start, as an adult, when you start taking that same mindset again and really forgetting about how big the antlers are or how long the beard is or any of that... Like it's just you for it's it's amazing. It it's changes great. it changes everything. That's literally I told you a while ago. Like I started hunting from the kayak, and that's not really something that people do out here. Yeah. I know. I mean, there's not a lot of places you can do there's it. Not a lot of people that do it in Iowa either. But yeah, it's it's it, not a very it's, popular. Thing. And the reason I started is because I was tired of being jealous of people, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> I've always gotten on leases and clubs and things, and I work my tail off. And my friends would go out one time and shoot a huge deer, and I wouldn't genuinely be happy for them. Yeah. Like, I would be jealous of them because I was putting all this hard work and effort. And so I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the hardest thing mm-hmm. that I can think of for you to do in Alabama. And that is, I'm going to, I mean, my hunt starts at 3 o'clock is when oh, yeah. I put my kayak in the water. Yep. And so if I don't shoot a thing... I'm doing it harder. It don't matter. Yeah, like I'm fun. doing it the hardest way you're, possible. Well, and you're having an adventure in yourself and that's your trophy to your, you know, at the end of exactly. the day, it doesn't matter what you get. 
you're having that trophy experience, I guess, I think is, is, is the big thing. Adventure is what you make it to, yep. you know, and that's what we, that's another thing we preach a lot when we're traveling to these different states and stuff and just hunting public lands. Like you don't hear very many people say they want to go to like Michigan and hunt public land turkeys, right. but like we want, really want to do that. Yeah. Like that'd be really fun. Yeah. You want to end the podcast with that phrase? Yeah. Adventure is what you make it, the hunting public, man. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. Here's why I'm here's why I'm carrying the state measure. <laughs> so is this really what we want to we want to come back into this podcast to tell this story about um, Longbird. Longbird. So I've been carrying a tape measure on me. It's either on my hip or in my vest. At you all actually times. bought it at a Walmart or a gas station on yes. the way here. It Again, everything me. starts at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> it cost me about a dollar ninety nine. And I've been carrying it because we always just talk about, like, you know, we're probably never going to pass up a turkey, you know. We're, we're not worried about how long the beard is or how big the turkey is. If it presents us an opportunity on public land, we're shooting it. So we kind of have taken the scoring system into our own hands, and we've been measuring <laughs> from snood to tail fan. And long bird. That's, yeah. See how Who's going to kill the longest bird? <laughs> I mean, seriously. See how long this bird really is. So, yeah. So, we've, I think it started last year, and it got, it got a little bit of a, you know, roll, ball, they got the ball rolling a little bit. We were hashtagging Longbird. Yeah, somebody, was, I think some guy or whatever we were talking to at my, one my point. Buddy, my buddy a couple years ago, we were laughing at, we were actually laughing at how, like, silly some of the turkey, like, names are, like Longbeard or Strutter or Tom, just kind of like, you know, people, everybody says something, like, different every once in a while, and my buddy was like, Longbird. And, like, from then on, <laughs> like, we just, like, referenced them as Longbirds. So... This year, we've taken it a step further, and we're actually measuring them. So our official, <laughs> we decided on the way back into town, the official measurement is a, it's not an extended snood. It's just a, you know, you, you get it as long as it will be. Mouth closed <laughs> or open? Mouth mouth is closed. Okay, so That's not, it. yeah, like just a bass. Kind of a, just kind of a loose snood. <laughs> <laughs> From the end of the snood to the end of the tail fan is how long your bird is. So today, the number to beat was 45 and a half inches and that will be on the video it's uh should make an appearance a little bit of tape measure yeah action we so. actually i mean we get we got the idea we were i mean we were watching a video at one point on youtube and some guy was like looking and even some people have sent me footage in over the years back when we were producing spring thunder you know where uh they were like glassing these birds in the field like in front of them trying to measure how long their spurs were they're like, yeah, I got one out there that's got to have two-inch spurs, and I'm waiting I'm waiting for him. And, like, he's got three or four toms strutting in the decoys. I'm like, just shoot one of them, man. Like, those look great. And the other one's out in the field, and he looks exactly the same as the three that are in the decoys, but he's just st staring at this turkey's legs. And I'm like, good you know, I mean, good for you, man. Like, that's kind of cool, I guess. But also, it's just you know how ridiculous this is. But, <laughs> like, so it's but a but cold bird. Same, but yeah. yeah. But at yeah. the same time, how long is he from snood to tail? Man, that's the real yeah, question, I mean, maybe man. one of those in the decoy is way longer than that one. Yeah. So if you start talking about measuring snoods <laughs> in any, like, to anyone who doesn't know anything about turkey hunting, they're, they're really that's gonna a, be weird. That's going to blow their mind. Good at weirding people out as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to end with it now. Yeah, adventure's what you make. It. <laughs> Dude, that was a really fun 
conversation to have with those guys. I'm assuming it was. I haven't got to listen to it yet, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So just in case anybody was wondering, we don't actually um, record the interviews at the same time that we record the intro and outro. So Blake still hasn't got to listen to this interview. But trust me and trust Blake, even though he hasn't heard it, that I it is you. good. I trust you. Blake, Blake trusts me. Yeah. And y'all probably trust Blake. So it's kind of like a little triangle we got going on here. Yeah. But it was really good. Lots of really good stuff. Congratulations, Zach, on the bird. That was a really cool story. If you guys have not subscribed to the Hunting Public um, YouTube channel, just go do that. It's really cool. Right now, they're actually still on Turkey Tour. I want to say they just left Mississippi. I think so. I saw the last post was in Mississippi. Yeah, and I'm I'm not sure where they're going next, but um, you'll hear this this weekend. This is a Monday. You'll hear this on Friday and... Um, so they they're still on turkey tour, still tearing it up, and uh, I think they have they have had a little bit more success. But all those videos are on YouTube, so you can go and watch those, and uh, subscribe to their channel. Really good stuff. So speaking of public land, um, one of our we we have gotten the opportunity to partner with one of our favorite tools for hunting public land, and that is Onyx Maps. Heck yeah, buddy. Uh, we got a really cool. So it, it was it was crazy how how this all happened. But um, you'll hear about it a little bit next week, um, or in our next episode. Not next week. In two weeks, you'll hear about it because we're getting to do an episode specifically with Onyx Maps, and I'm really really looking forward to that conversation. Um, this really is the best tool that I use. I mean, other than the tool that I use to harvest, whether that be a gun or a bow, this map is right there at it. Yeah, man, these maps are huge. I've uh, I've been using maps for. I mean, I, I remember the old yellow. Uh, well, I can't remember the brand, Delorum or something GPS that I used to use, yeah. you know. And then I got a last year. I upgraded to an app on my phone, and and it was cool, but it wasn't very user friendly. And then this year, uh, or really last spring, I found Onyx Maps, and dude you can't beat it they're the, they're the best maps uh i know a ton of guys out west are even giving their gps's up just to go to on x so it's a it's a huge uh huge tool yeah and and i can i can say with a lot of confidence that Onyx um was the was probably the most responsible part of my gear list for the success that i've had this this season hunting public land and i wouldn't have been able to find any of these spots if it weren't for my Onyx literally found every single one of them using Onyx, and I would not have been able to find it with any other mapping. It would have been very difficult, and and they, it just does such a good job of of mapping out the public land versus the private land. You can see those boundaries so clearly, and um, and we're just super stoked to get to represent a cool company like Onyx, um, and that leads us into our next part, which is really cool. Onyx has sent us several um, cards, membership cards. So we've got three premium membership cards, which is for one state. So if you win this card, you, you'd be able to, to do it for whatever state you want to do. You can pick it, but you can only do one state. And one elite membership, which is all 50 states. That's good stuff, man. Dude, and That's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm an elite user, and I think you are as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's absolutely incredible. When you're planning to do some um, out-of-state trips or anything like that, it's so nice to have, and we're gonna give we're gonna give one elite away, and then three premium memberships away. Um, and also, because we we talked with the hunting public this week, one of their partners is Woodhaven Custom Calls, and that's a big, huge sponsor for what they're doing for 
um, public lands and turkey hunting. And Woodhaven's actually based in the south in Alabama. Yeah, I not, believe. not too far from where we are in premium calls too, man. Really yeah, good stuff. very good calls. Um, so we're giving away two different mouth calls from Woodhaven. They're ninja hammers, and we're giving one um, cluck and purr pot away from Woodhaven. And this, I mean, guys, this stuff isn't, it's not its not cheap equipment. It's really, really good stuff. And, and I can tell you, man, I can, I can tell you that my experience with Woodhaven has been nothing but great. The, actually, the turkey I called in the other day, um, I was using a Woodhaven Ninja Hammer. That's why I wanted to give them away because they're so freaking good, man. That's awesome, man. Um, so we're giving these away. So here's what you need to do. On our Facebook, okay, um, you need to go and like the post. There's going to be one picture with all of these items in it. You need to like that post. You need to share that post. And you also need to like our page. And we're going to give it away. We've got seven different items to give away. Three calls. Three calls and four maps. That's a big giveaway, man. It's a big giveaway. Between those two, you should be slamming some turkeys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope, I hope. well, I don't, we're not going to do where one person can win more than one. Yeah. But <laughs> if you don't win, if you do not win, just trust me and go ahead and purchase this stuff anyways because it's just that good. Good stuff, yeah. It's good stuff. Um, so, so that's what you need to do. Like the post, share the post, like the page. Um, and we'll put that detailed in our Instagram and our Facebook. That'll be detailed, so you'll be able to see that. Our Instagram is Southern Ground Hunting at S T H R N Ground Hunting, and that's our Instagram. And our Facebook is just Southern Ground Hunting. So you can go on there, like those. Um, you can see a bunch of cool content. Like I said earlier, I've got the picture or the video, the newest video that I um, did of the turkey hunt from opening day. Uh, that was successful. It's up there. It's on uh, on Facebook, and there's a link to it on Instagram. So, hey, you guys, make sure you have subscribed to the Sportsman's Nation. It's a really, really good feed. We now have a whitetail feed and a Western Big Game feed. Some really cool content on there. Next episode, we're talking to Onyx. That's going to be a cool episode. You guys look forward to it. As always, God gave you the right to hunt and to fish and to have dominion over the earth and the beasts that roam it. So go out and exercise that dominion. You guys have good luck in the turkey woods, and we'll talk to you next time.